up, everybody? I'm your host, Ryan Allen, and welcome to All In, All Out. I hope that all of you are having a great day, morning, afternoon, evening, and great rest of your week. And I hope that you're blessed and blessings are coming to you. On today's episode, we're going to discuss on a on a word that I, looking back at it now, I'm surprised that I haven't talked about it sooner. But I realized that I truly wasn't ready to teach slash discuss this word at that I didn't demonstrate it but there were certain things in my life that I needed to let go and I said let go because the word I'm talking about today is forgiveness and part of forgiveness is letting go because when you don't forgive and of course we'll talk about the context of that word forgive when you don't forgive someone I'll speak for myself it's the equivalent to a stranglehold on my life. It's as if I'm bind to that individual who I felt did me wrong or has done me wrong. Now, when you look up the word definition, and this is according from the Oxford languages or just researching it on Google, Forgiveness is defined as the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. Now, when you go to the 1828 Webster Dictionary, which is my preferred source when looking up definitions because it's more Christianity base that definition reads to pardon to remit as an offense or debt to overlook an offense and treat the offender as not guilty the original and proper phrase is to forgive the offense to send it away to reject it that is not to impute it put it to the offender, but by an easy transition, we also use the phrase to forgive the person offending. When I read that definition, the first word that came to my mind is offense, the state of being offended. And knowing in this country, the United States of America, we, as a people are the most offended individuals out of every country 
in the world. Think about it. At the workplace, we are, or at least when I was growing up, it was an unwritten rule to not talk about politics in the workplace because one person could support the Democratic Party, another person could support the Republican Party, another person could support the Green Party, the Libertarians, the Independent Party, and so on and so forth. And because politics has such a predominant effect on citizens or just people overall in America, it affects people emotionally. And when it comes to emotions, they fluctuate. So it could cause someone who's in a happy mood and lead them to being angry for that period of time. If another example would be if I speak as personal example, there have been moments when I would bring up God to people, not in a way that I would push down their throat. I wouldn't, I never, I've never done that. And I will never do that because I learned early on that when you do that, when you, for example, if you, and again, there's nothing against these type of people. I believe you call them the evangelists or there's some other term for it that I don't know off the top of my head or I don't remember off the top of my head, but those people that be knocking on your door and ask the question, oh, have you heard about the Lord Jesus Christ? And they attempt to hand you a pamphlet with scriptures on it or possibly an invitation to an event. No, you, 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 <laughs> you don't necessarily want to do that unless you're led, of course, because if you do that to the wrong individual, they'll get offended. They'll look at you as, oh, you think you're better than me? And that's from the the spirit of offense. And basically, when we are holding a grudge and not being forgiving towards said individual, we're holding an offense because they have offended us in a way that you look at them and you say, no, the nerve of this blankety blank blank. Like, how dare he or she do this or say this to me? It may come across as arrogant in a way, but the main reason why I want to discuss on this topic is one, forgiveness will hold you back. Forgiveness won't allow you to move on with your life because as I said earlier, if person A did something wrong to me, I choose because it is a choice, we are not slaves. If I choose not to forgive him because emotionally, 
this person did me so wrong. You're now forever, at, at least while you're not forgiving an individual, you are truly still connected to the individual because you are buying yourself to that effect I wish that person did to you. And another reason why we need to talk about forgiveness because people often use the word sorry when they are, or at least they think they are forgiving a person. Well, I'm here to tell you that it, sorry comes from the word sorrow. And you don't want to be sorrow, or you don't want to be sorrowful. Actually, let me read you the definition of sorrow. A feeling of deep distress caused by loss, disappointment, or other misfortune suffered by oneself or others. You, you, you don't want to be that way. You know, you want to be apologetic or forgiving or spew forgiveness upon whoever did you wrong or at the very least you feel did you wrong. See, people often confuse the word sorry from the word forgiveness. If I say, oh, I'm sorry for what I did, what you're really saying is you're you're sorrowful for what you did. Like you again, you 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 feel disappointed. You you feel that a misfortune happened. While when you're apologetic, you know, I'll I'll read the definition for that. It just reads express regret for something that one has done wrong. Now, I may have said it on an episode before, and if not, I'll state it now. I'm a person who don't like to talk about regrets. I look at a regret as meditating on the past because you're not regretting something that hasn't even happened yet, hence the future. You're not gonna regret something that you did in that moment. Most of the time, you are going to regret things that you've done in your past. And for me, what I was taught and at my church, Christ Victory Center International that a regret, a regret is a form of meditation on your past, the wrongs you did, the mistakes you made, the marks that you missed. So for me, I don't like to think about my past. <laughs> of course, I acknowledge it. I don't hide from it. But when it starts getting to a, the point of meditating on the past, 
that's when regrets will show up at the scene. But of course, all of us have regrets. All of us have things that we've done in our past and that if we can go back and change certain things, we will go back and change certain things. You know, one thing off the top of my head that I regret was I remember when I was in high school and long story short, I was supposed to go to her graduation for a a girl that I really liked. And the plan was that her cousin that I was close friends with at the time. Long story short, the the girl was in the city. She missed the train stop. By the time she got on a new train and would have came back to Norwalk, the graduation would have been over. So I looked at it as, you know what? If I'm not even gonna see the graduation, what point of me, what, what's the point of me being there? When I meditate on that, as I'm doing now, one of my regrets, because I said, the exact words were, I'm going to be there for your graduation. I never said that I was gonna be inside the, the football field. I said I was just going to be there. I broke my word. I, I broke my word and I believe that had an effect on the girl that I like. Still believe that to this day when I think about it. So we all have regrets on certain things that we've done in our past. The reason why this topic has even came up in the first place because as I mentioned on last week's episode about Nicholas Cruz and that whole situation, ongoing situation, I've been listening to a lot of the impact, victim impact statements. And for those who don't know what a victim impact statement is, whenever a crime has been committed and against someone and the family members of that individual who suffered, whether it was death or injury or anything heinous, they go to the, the witness stand during whatever trial it may be and the the prosecutors, they call them up and they usually ask them, oh, what's your name? Then they show them a, a photograph of said individual. Then they ask them, oh, did you prepare a statement for the court today? In which most of the time they say yes. And then they essentially they read how 
one's action affected their life. And in the case of the Cruz trial, 70 people died and parents, guardians, friends, they've read statements on how Cruz murdering their friends, sons, daughter, husband. How did it affect them? Oh, I, I remember one impact statement. It was the, I believe it was the, it was the coach, if I remember correctly. It was an adult. And the wife read her impact statement. Very powerful. Here's what hit me. The, the gentleman, the father, and his wife, they had a kid, they have a kid who has a disability. I believe it's a form of autism. And the kid just simply said, I miss him. And you can hear the pain in his voice that he missed his dad. <clears throat> and no kid should ever have to go through that. Didn't need to happen. It never need to happen. For anyone who's experienced that, you have my condolences and you have my sincere empathy. <clears throat> but going back, excuse me, a little emotional. <laughs> so while the people were making their impact statements, I, I sense from a lot of them that, or all of them, I would say, that they haven't forgiven Nicholas Cruz for what he did. And look, obviously, someone lying to you personal, personally to killing a loved one, different ball game, whole different ball game. So I'm not condemning them for holding on to a grudge, being angry. And a lot of them have said, oh, I, I can't move on. They're expressing all sorts of anger. Well, first of all, you'll have what you say. If you tell yourself you can't move on, then you're just not gonna move on. Secondly, when you don't forgive someone, again, as I mentioned earlier, you'll forever be connected to that individual you have anger towards. Now, in the case of the Nicholas Cruz situation, if you wanna be technical, they're gonna be connected forever because this guy killed your daughter's son husband, whatever, but psychologically, 
mentally, spiritually, you won't be. You'll, it'll just be a situation, a tragedy, but you gotta push forward with your life. You gotta look at it and say, okay, how can I turn this horrific thing to a positive somehow, somewhat, because there's always a way. If there's a will, there's a way. This I remember one couple testified that they have a foundation now in their daughter's name. Another guy, I believe, is an ambassador for parents who have suffered those type of tragedies. Possibly some of them could get into politics where they they change laws or implement laws. You know, I saw a video almost a month ago where one school in Texas, they had such a high grade level of security procedures that Anyone try to shoot that school, no chance it will happen. I'm talking smoke coming down from the ceiling, blocking their their view of whatever they're trying to do or attempting to do, I should say. And the second reason, so that's my first reason why forgiveness really hit hit me hard and I was led to do this episode and the second reason is my personal reason was at my job at AT&T and we'll get to that at the very end but some of you may look at what I'm saying and think to yourself, man, this guy, he's just talking. He's just giving his opinion. Nah, whatever. Well, let me show you a couple of scriptures because the answer is always in the word of God. Always in the word of God. So the first scripture I want to go to is in Colossians chapter 3 verse 13 and I'm reading from the the ASV which is the American Standard Version of the Bible that scripture reads forbearing one another and forgiving each other if any man have a complaint against any even as the Lord forgave you so also do ye. Ye means just you. And in this scripture is instructing Christians. So to speak it to the believer. Because if you go down in verse 15, it reads, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which also ye were called in one body, and be ye thankful. Again, I'm just going to be transparent with all of you. 
to truly have forgiveness over someone or towards someone, I should say, one has to know the forgiveness of Christ. One has to understand that whenever we sin, God still loves us. Now, that make this clear, that does not give us the right to go out and commit sin. You know, I, I remember, <laughs> I remember the movie A Mile, and there was a scene where Eminem and his homeboy, the, I forgot his name, but he's essentially the DJ, or the hype man. The guy was talking about you know getting his life right with God and things of that nature. And then later in the scene, he told Eminem that, or asked him, "Hey, let's go out and party, or whatever." And Eminem asked him, "Well, ain't you gonna get right with God?" And the dude essentially said, "I can get right with him on Sunday or another day, whatever." It was. And I, I, that is so disrespectful. Because just because God will forgive you. Well, first of all, you're already forgiven. Because when Christ died on the cross and when Jesus' blood was shed, that was God taking out all his anger on Jesus. So our sins were already forgiven. So let me make that clear. Just because God has forgiven you for whatever you have done and whatever you will do, that doesn't give you the right to still commit sin. That's, that's such a wrongful way of looking at things. So going back to the scripture in 15, verse 15, this scripture also this chapter speaking to the believer and in this scripture is instructing Christians to show compassion humanity and kindness to other believers and people in general and here's the key if you have a a grudge essentially against another individual you must forgive them because God as I mentioned God forgave myself God forgave my mom God forgave my family God forgave everyone else when Jesus died on the cross okay so it's a point to forgive it's a point to forgive one another regardless of what they did to you Because, as, as I said, if you hold on to that grudge, that animosity towards whoever you feel did you wrong, whoever you feel traumatized you from youth or in adulthood, you will carry that burden on your back for as long as you hold that animosity. And it will drain you. It will drain you like no other. 
Next scripture. I want to go into Luke chapter 23, verse 34. And it reads, And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, let me give a little context to this chapter. So, Jesus, what well, Jesus is talking, obviously, and Jesus said, this was, Jesus was essentially, he was being executed on the cross, crucifixion, for crimes of treason, because he was saying that, you know, he was the Messiah, and Messiah, and that he was the king of the Jews. And Pilate ordered that execution. And it was crazy because <laughs> after verse 34, the people were mocking him. Straight up mocking him. Let me read the rest of this. And the people stood by watching, but the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. If he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And Jesus, now going back to verse 34. Let me read it again. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Ignorance. The scriptures speaking on ignorance. For people who truly don't understand, or quite frankly, choose not to understand the, the blessing of God's word. And the, the truth of the living God. Because there's only one truth, ladies and gentlemen. As in, in, the, in the Bible states, where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes through the Father except me. It's only one answer. When someone is ignorant of that, they will do things that are straight up evil. Because even if you show a, a sinner what they're doing is wrong, just from a common sense point of view, and their mind, because their mind hasn't been renewed by the glory of God subconsciously they believe what they're doing is right or twisted they believe what they're doing isn't wrong I give an example from my former employer they thought by saving people money that they were doing they weren't doing anything wrong 
But the fact remains is it was wrong. Remember I saw a, a quote somewhere, I believe it was on Facebook, where the quote read, right is wrong is wrong, no matter what. No, no, I take that back. Being, was it wrong? It's still wrong to have a hundred people do it. But, and right is right, even if one person does it. What does that mean? Regardless of how many people swing left on a situation. And if one person steers right to a situation, writers will always be right, no matter what narrative the the media attempts to portray. Like with homosexuality, oh, we all have the right to to choose whatever sex we want to be and like whoever we want to like. You know what? It is a choice. It's correct. But it don't make it right. Doesn't make it right at all. So, again, with this scripture in Luke, when, when people are ignorant, they will do stupid things. They will do things that a believer, for example, will look and say, "Man, yeah, you, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, why are you doing this?" It's because of ignorance. They just simply don't know any better. And that's when we come in as born-again believers to compassionately show someone the way to live life. And at the end of it, it's up to the individual. We can't make them do it. They have to do it themselves. They have to want it. Prayfully, they desire to want it. <laughs> Last scripture I want to read. And this this scripture just hits the nail on the head, in my opinion. It, it's in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 through 15. Jesus is talking. For if you forgive others their trespasses... Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. That's powerful. That is powerful. So personally, when it comes to forgiveness, the latest challenge for lack of a better word came from my my last job and in in the moments when things were happening things were transpiring again you can hear it all on the previous to I think the wireless company episode in the moments when it was happening, I would tell myself, you know, they, they, they just don't know any better. They're ignorant. Whatever. 
but I truly didn't forgive. I, I, I don't recall during that time where I said to myself, when talking with God, whether in tongues or in the English language, where I said out loud to myself that I forgave them. And I realized weeks ago that I truly didn't do that. Even when I was recording the episode, I never thought about the forgiveness aspect and the reason why I felt such a burden on my back during that entire 10 months or whatever because I didn't forgive. I didn't forgive the, the, the people that did me wrong. And when you don't do that, you can't move on. You can't look to the future because it will hold you back like a, a, a dog collar. So, to, to close this show, I, I say right now that I forgive anyone who has done me wrong, who has treated me, who treated me unkindly, who attempted to paint my character in a wrongful way. I forgive you because I need to forgive you. I forgive you because God forgave me for any sins that I've committed. I forgive any of you who has lied to me. I forgive any of you who has, who has done any evil wrongdoing towards me on accident or purposefully. And I pray that you will forgive yourself for whatever wrongdoing that you have done, not only to me, but to anybody else. Because freedom is the key, freedom, forgiveness is the key to freedom. And we all want a free life, I hope. Forgiveness is key, ladies and gentlemen. You gotta forgive. Because without forgiveness, there's no moving forward in this life. That's all I got for today. I hope that all of you learned something from this episode. I hope that what I dispensed through from God has helped you or will help you in some way, shape, or form. I would really appreciate a five-star rating. 
leave a comment if you want to. All my social media accounts will be in the description below. And with that being said, good luck, good luck.